Hello, and welcome to the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host. As a top divorce attorney and family law mediator for 30 years, I know what you need to know to get through your divorce, and most importantly, how to move beyond it to thrive and transition to your new future. My experts and I are here to give you the insider view into the process, so listen in for the wisdom and expert information you need on your journey through divorce and beyond. Hello and welcome to today's podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, and this is another um, episode of one of my special bonus episodes of the show that I have been bringing in addition to just the regularly scheduled shows because we're all going through sort of unprecedented times here. Um, And so many things are coming up. So many of you are reaching out, and thank you for doing that. That's how I know what information I can bring to you that's going to be helpful to you. But as we're, you know, navigating this, this, I'm going to call it a new normal because it's so abnormal, but it is the new normal during the COVID-19 situation um, that I'm really excited uh, to have my guest today. She reached out to me. I thank her for this because it was her idea to do this show. And the minute she mentioned it to me, she'll tell you, I like immediately responded to her and said, oh yes, we need to do this episode because we're going to be talking about coping strategies and and dealing with that new normal and dealing with the emotional content of what is happening right now. So let me introduce you to my guest. Her name is Shannon McGorry, and she is a certified professional coach. She specializes in divorce and life empowerment. And one of the things we'll talk about is, you know, you don't need to be going through a divorce to get the help that Shannon has. And in fact, I think she's probably helping people in a myriad of ways right now. Uh, She has, you know, expertise in prioritization, clarity and accountability. um, And those are sort of the core principles of her practice. She empowers her clients to show up confident, well-informed and educated as they make decisions and take consistent intentional action in support of their future reality. And that's, you know, future reality for all of us right now may be quite unknown as it's unknown during during a divorce. Um, you've seen you've heard and seen Shannon on the Worthy podcast in Thrive Global. In fact, she has a great article coming out right now in Thrive Global that we'll talk about. Divorce magazine, Divorce Girls Smiling, Jackie's um Uh, website, uh, Your Biggest Vision podcast, The Healthy Divorce podcast, and she will be on an upcoming episode of Divorce and Beyond. That episode is in the future, and it will be more divorce-focused. But um, I'm just thrilled to have you with me here today, Shannon. Thank you so much for coming up with the idea and taking the time out of what's, I know, a crazy time in all our lives right now to do this episode. Oh, gosh, I'm so honored to be here with you. And I thank you for providing this platform and being so willing to do the same, to just pause on what you have already scheduled and then some um, to be able to talk about this and help hopefully inspire people with some hope and some strategies for how to manage what you said is, you know, a time of, of real uncertainty. Yeah. And that is what I'm hearing from people. And I have to be honest, I'm experiencing it myself. Yeah, that, I think we you- are. Yeah, you know, I I talk about all the time divorce limbo and how difficult a time that is for people because of uncertainty and Mm -hmm. because of dealing with the unknown. They don't know what their life will look like after. But we're really in life limbo right now. 
you know, our, our normal yeah. routines have been upended. Our families have been upended. Uh, just everything that we would normally be doing. I mean, you and I spoke, we, we work virtually. So in some mm-hmm. ways that hasn't changed. But in every other way, my life has completely changed. My routine is disrupted. And this is causing a lot of difficulty for people, emotional, practical in so many ways. So let's just start with what are you hearing from people as a coach? What are, what is the outreach you're getting? Absolutely. So in a variety of different ways, we're, you know, being faced with these new challenges. So, um, I'm hearing a lot of people wanting to understand how to adjust and acclimate to this new set of circumstances. So some questions are, you know, how am I staying connected to my team professionally? How are we going to continue to move our businesses forward? And we want to be really um, considerate to what other people are going through. We don't want to not acknowledge what's going on in the world, but we also don't want to take away any power from an individual who may want a product or need help or be looking for a service. Um, So how do we continue to do that? professionally? How do we stay in touch and empower our team and stay connected to those that we're working to? How do we stay present as a parent? And how do we navigate kids that are home from school and are in a variety of ages, online learning or not? Um, And how do we help them set a schedule for their day and move their life forward? And then practically speaking, those things that are on hold that keep us so healthy, mind, body, and soul. What do those look like and how are we able to still incorporate those into our life daily so that we're not permanently paused here? Because I think it is a situation where there's a ton of circumstances that are out of our control and there's a lot of us that like control. Um, I'm in that boat. (laughs) Um, And so what do we do when there's so much out of our control? There are still ways we can move our life forward and there are ways that we can acclimate to this set of circumstances but it's how do we do that? And that's the majority of what our conversations are like now, our sessions are like now, is this reacclimation and taking back some of that power despite our circumstances. That's that's fantastic because that is exactly what it feels like um, for I, I can say for me and what I'm I'm hearing from listeners, from clients, from friends, from family. Um, you know, there's there's everyone feels like their lives are entirely disrupted and in many ways on hold, but they're not on hold because they need to figure out ways to function in this this time period. And one of the other things is no one knows how long this is going to go on. So are we setting up systems and coming up with things that'll be for the next week or two or four or six months? You know, so I do think that, you know, I have always said, and I I had Susan Sandler on one of the first episodes of Divorce and Beyond, and her episode was Punch Fear in the Face. Yeah, great episode. Oh, thank you. You know, I love, Susan is fantastic. Her TEDx on fear is fantastic. And that episode is great. It's one of the top episodes I've done. But that is, I think, what people are feeling in large degree right now, because uncertainty breeds fear. Absolutely. And, and so I've always thought, and Susan said in that episode, you know, a pathway through fear is action. Yeah. What do you think? And, yeah, I completely agree. And, and I think fear shows up for one of three reasons. It's the fear of the process. It's the fear of the loss. And it's the fear of the unknown. 
And right now we're, we're faced with all of those, yes. you know, in the fear of the process, it's like, am I strong enough to make it through this? Like, and how will I do that? The fear of the loss is, you know, our finances or our schedule or our yoga class or our favorite food that we like to eat. The fear of the unknown is, is how long is this going to last and what changes will this bring? And when will I be able to return to normalcy? So we have all of this fear. And what I love to do is a twofold approach is when I feel the fear, I get real specific with what is it? What am I fearful of? And when I get to the root of that, then I decide, is there any action I can take on this right now? And if so, what does that look like? If it's a large looming fear that I have no control over, maybe I need to put that in the parking lot for right now. Because otherwise it's getting me down this rabbit hole where I'm thinking and creating stories and worst case scenarioing. And that's not good for me or anyone that I'm in charge of loving, caring, supporting about working with. So my question becomes, what is it specifically that I'm fearful of? Is there any action I can take to alleviate that worry or fear? And if not, can I put that in the parking lot for now and revisit that next week, next month, then, you know, six weeks from now, because I think it's important right now to stay informed without being influenced and to stay prepared without being panicked. So it's achieving that balance, it's taking a, a moment of pause and really getting to the root of that. And then what is my intentional next step? Yeah, you know, you just said something there that that really struck a chord for me because I am seeing difficulty in keeping some things in balance. So one of the things that is happening with all of us being, you know, in our homes is that we are using the internet, using, you know, what's available to us online to reach out, to be informed, to stay connected. But there's a real danger of also being freaked out by what we're seeing on there. There's almost too much information about what's going yeah. on. What, you know, are, do you have advice for people as to how to balance that? Yeah, absolutely. So for myself and what I recommend to my clients and my friends and family is get very intentional with staying informed. Where do you want to get your information from? And, and what does that look like? And when are you doing it? I have two specific times of day where I'm getting informed and I give myself a time limit because otherwise I, what I've heard from clients and friends is I started off in one place to check one thing. And an hour later, I'm reading some article from some source that I don't even know. So I check then my news twice a day. I give myself a time limit and I, I have those two checkpoints at times where I know I'm then going to be able to transition back to something else. So it's not late at night where I'm going to then feed into that worry cycle as I'm trying to fall asleep. It's not first thing in the morning when I'm trying to do my most productive, impactful work. Um, so I'm strategic about when I check, how long I check for, and what it is that I'm reading. Because it is important to stay informed, but we don't want to get in and prepared, but we don't want to get into that panic mode. Yeah, I think that's that's truly important. And I do think you need to be careful where you're getting your information from. You know, as an example, one of my stepkids brought up some article that they found on the Internet that had what I suspect is a great deal of misinformation in it. Um, so, you know, be sure your sources 
are good. And if you're going to repost something, which everyone in the world seems to want to do right now, <laughs> make sure you you trust the source. Um, but the other things that I'm finding and the pluses of the availability of the online format is, you know, we were just talking about our routines being disrupted. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm a person who gets up early a few days a week and goes to my soul cycle class at 6 a.m. Mm -hmm. Well, there's no soul cycle going on, mm -hmm. but I can do it online. They have yeah. online classes now. I know a lot of yoga studios that are beaming live classes right now, gyms that are doing it, personal trainers. I mean, I'm for me, exercise is a stress reliever. Oh, so sure. if I don't do that, you're just going to get me with my hair standing on yeah. end if I don't uh -huh. go. So I do think there are resources online for people to try to simulate their routines, maybe. Mm -hmm. Are you finding that? I am. And I'm finding that a schedule is critically important, both for our families that we're trying to love and support and for ourselves. And I think when we're looking at that schedule, it's not just necessarily what time and what's happening. It's the content of how that's being infused and what that looks like. So for me, knowing those habits, which are really important to me, I have to have those every day. So those are the things that are going to keep me healthy, mind, body, and soul. And then also, what does that look like for our kids? What do they need to be doing as far as school? And how do we fit that in? And then what are we doing as a family to stay connected? Who's helping out around the house? So I just know personally for myself, we've got the kids have a schedule nine to three, Monday through Friday. It's posted for each of them. It's slightly different because of their age differences, but they each have components of schoolwork. We also have instituted a quiet hour in our house where everyone's in a separate room and it doesn't, you can read. It's your personal choice. You can listen to an audiobook. You can read. You can organize your stuff. You can play a game, whatever you want to do. But we're separated. So we're each getting a little bit of our own space back. Um, we have prayer time where we're sitting together and we're each reading something. And then we're sharing our thoughts. We're bringing our faith into it. Um, everyone has 30 to 60 minutes during the day where they're helping out around the house. So there's a go-to list. Empty the dishwasher. Wipe everything down with Clorox. Throw a load of laundry in. Clean your room. And if you, you know, finish the first two, go to the third one because it can't all fall to one person and the house needs to maintain some semblance of order. And so empowering our kids and our loved ones to help out with those types of things, I'm finding and I'm hearing from others is really helping us function well, um, that we're not all sitting around in our pajamas all day, you know, just <laughs> waiting for Netflixing and eating ice cream. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> And then we still have, you know, the after hours time where we're able to watch the voice together or play Monopoly or, you know, do, do something that we're looking forward to doing, but we're still having that portion of our day, which is productive, which is moving our life forward. And I think for me, that comes down to one of my foundational truths, Susan, which is our habits combat our circumstances and our circumstances are unknown. A lot of it is out of our control and that can be really scary and that can feel really unsettling. And I learned when I went through my own divorce, but it has become foundational to me since then is our, our habits combat our circumstances. And that's something that is in our control. That is something that we can choose. And what does that look like for each one of us? It's different because our habits need to be based on our values and what's important to us. But that's absolutely where we can exert our power and continue to move our life forward despite everything else that's going on. 
Yeah, that's I, I I love the book for those who are looking for an audiobook or a book to read. I read recently the book Atomic Habits by mm. James Clear. And it it resonates with what you're saying about habits because his his a premise of the book is not that the goal is the the actual the important part, having the goal, but the habits that you put in place to achieve the goal are actually what are important. And he really talks about even micro habits, like how you would take, you know, the steps to get to your goal, but then break those down into little bite-sized habits. And that's really what you're talking about here too, right? You're talking yeah. about unknown taking some control, knowing what works for you and what will work for your family, and then creating the habits daily, hourly. I, I love, by the way, as soon as we get off this episode, I am doing that list of things you can do to help out around the house. Yes. I have four adults in this home right now, <laughs> um, all of whom seem to have forgotten how to empty the dishwasher. So <laughs> that will be right at the top of the list. But I that's an actionable little quick thing that people can do. And those are the things, honestly, that I'm hearing from people and for my family that are also inspiring comfort and that sense of control. And I, you know, one of my big over uh, overriding concepts or things that I'm trying to be very conscious of as I went into 2020 and is certainly helping me right now is gratitude. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to be extremely conscious of being grateful for what I do have. Um, And one thing that I've seen in what's happening here as an example is it's actually the situation has given rise to more outreach, more connectedness in ways. Last night, one of my cousins set up an extended Zoom call with all of my family across the United States and into Canada. I have two cousins who have new babies and they were on the screen. Oh my God, the most adorable little chunks. Um, (laughs) And, you know, usually I have contact with my cousins a couple times a year. We're going to do this every Sunday. It was wonderful to see everyone. And those are the, you know, I I just set up a, a coffee Zoom with Bella Gandhi, my friend, all you who listen know Bella, um, so that I can just catch up with her. Um, in some ways, there's there's benefits from what we're going through right now. And, yeah. and being grateful for that, I think helps as well. Yeah, we have to notice those small moments that are created because of what we're changing and doing and how we're adapting. We wouldn't have necessarily had that time or we didn't think we had the time because we were so busy being busy, but this is a matter of prioritization and we're forced to be very intentional with what we're doing now. Yeah, I posted something the other day that said challenges create opportunities. And, you know, when we're all in our routine, which we love so much. Yeah. We don't, we don't expand our lives. We don't expand our worlds. And it's honestly through change, although it may be difficult, that we open new pathways. We, we find new things to do. I'm hoping that this family Zoom call will be something that we continue beyond 
the current situation. Um, But it would not have apparently occurred to us without this. And so those are the little things. And and family game night or Mm -hmm. sitting down and playing a silly game with with your adult kids or your little kids or doing arts and crafts that maybe, you know, you haven't had time to do with them or the opportunity because they do it in school. There's a lot that's going on right now that if we open our minds to looking at it as a positive. Yes. That can also change our experience of it. Absolutely. 100%. And it's um, so important. I mean, science has proven the link between our thoughts, our feelings, and our actions. So being intentional with our actions is great, but it really starts with our thoughts. And if we're sitting in front of the computer panicked by the news, those thoughts are going to get us in that downward spiral. If we can intentionally choose thoughts where we're grateful for something, or we're choosing to be productive in an area of our life, or we're connecting with a loved one, or we're, we're infusing a habit that lights us up, whether it's yoga or prayer or reading a book that we've always wanted to read, and we're infusing our mind with those thoughts, then we feel differently. We feel that sense of peace. We feel reassured despite the circumstances. And then we can take actions based on that, which have us probably acting in a more kind way, in a more loving way, in a more empowered way. And you can translate that into personal, professional, um, or individual across the board. But that link between our thoughts, our feelings, and our actions is very real right now. And so being intentional with what we're thinking kind of charts our course. Yeah. And, and, you know, you just use some words, you know, being kind, being um, that that ability, we have so many opportunities right now to be kind to others beyond ourselves, we need to be kind to ourselves. We're talking about things that would fall into self care. And we certainly need to be aware of that. But one other thing that I've been trying to do during this trying time is to make sure I'm being as kind to others as I possibly can be, we are all stressed out. And, you know, we need to remember we're all struggling at times right now. Um, And there are many opportunities in so many different ways to help others right now, this podcast and your idea to do it right there, you know, or just reach out to some friends that you know, might be struggling um, and give them a shoulder to lean on or an ear to bend or start, you know, I I was just looking online, I know Kate Anthony um, organized a concert in in her neighborhood where different people were like her son plays the guitar and sings. So without getting too close to each other, but everybody went out and were, you know, out in front of their homes, but did distant from each other playing music. I heard um, mm-hmm. Libby Lidecker, who's also out in California, is organizing a sing-in in Laurel Canyon with her neighbors. Uh, Italy, I think it was on all the news with people on their rooftops singing yeah. the national anthem. Um, mm-hmm. Those are all music, but you know, there's so many ways we can support each other and be kind. Do you th- How important do you think that is in times of distress as well? I- I think it's hugely important. And I love that you said it starts with us, you know, being kind to ourselves, giving ourselves permission to read a book, giving ourselves permission to take quiet time, giving ourselves permission to still be productive professionally. You have gifts and talents that this world needs right now. And so how is that still being utilized and tapped into? And then when we're filling ourselves up, we can go and spread that kindness because we are fearful. 
we are scared. We don't know what's happening. And so when we can extend that peace and love and kindness, whether it's an extra conversation with one of our kids at night, just to reassure them that they're loved. And there's a lot of smart people in this world that are trying to work on a variety of different strategies to approach this, whether it's reaching out to, you know, an elderly person or someone that, you know, we know could use a friendly voice or love to see a smiling face um, and to stay connected with our family and friends to infuse some laughter and some lightheartedness right now. You know, just because the world is very serious doesn't mean that that laughter has to go away. That's such a critical piece of, you know, our humanity. And so how do we keep that kindness, that peace, that joy prevalent even in trying times. Yeah, and I love, if you need a laugh, just go Google toilet paper right now and some of the <laughs> memes that were going to come up. I'm getting a flood of them, just different different videos people are doing singing about toilet paper. And, you know, just yeah. to, it's, it's very, you know, but we have to keep a little bit of a sense of humor. We yeah. have to, you know, try to laugh at some of the, the funnier aspects of what's going on because there's a lot that's not funny. Yeah. But let's talk about um, the stress around work life because, oh. you know, and maybe some pointers because I know you're talking to people right now, coaching, you know, say employers who are trying and struggling to stay afloat, stay connected yeah. with their employees, when people are not coming into the workplace. Mm -hmm. um, and then you're also probably dealing with people who are stressed about perhaps their income being affected or their job in general. You Absolutely. know, what pointers do you, are you giving people? Yeah, so I think at a time like this, we do wanna try to bring our best self forward as much as possible. And it is looking at the gifts and talents that you have and the value that you can bring. And so despite what it is that's going on, how do you take a look inside you and what is your given role and how do you bring that best foot forward? And if it means, you know, you can't meet with a client right now, or you can't go sell a product right now, the way you normally would, how do you think outside the box and still provide value in a very sensitive way? And so sometimes it's just setting aside 30 minutes to get creative because we get so rooted in our normal and this is anything but. So how do we adapt? How are we going to shine in this new environment? And so maybe spending 30 minutes of just brainstorming of what are my gifts and talents? What am I tasked with doing? And how can I do that given my new environment? I think another critical piece is staying connected with your team and keeping that morale up. And maybe that's through laughter. Maybe it's through an inspirational quote. Maybe it's through recording a quick video and sending it out to your team. But how do you let people know we are all in this together? I may not have all the answers and I'm not promising any solutions, but what I can tell you is I'll be present for you and I will do my best to try to figure out whatever it is that we're faced with. Um, so I think those two pieces of bringing your personal best self and how do I do that given, given this role that I have, what I'm tasked to do with my gifts and talents, how do I adapt? And then also, how do I stay connected? How do I empower those around me? And what does that look like? Very capable to do that through Zoom, through recording a call, through email, through messaging, through any of these, you know, Slack or any of these online tools that can keep us in a frame of mind where we're lifting each other up and empowering each other to, to be productive and to continue to move our professional lives. 
Yeah, and I think that that is um, a, an important point. I am spending a lot of time online right now. Um, some of my listeners know I have an, an additional side business where I, uh, because I'm an online mediator, I've also had a training program to train mediators to do their mediations online. And now with the current situation, suddenly there are, you know, there's a huge outreach for that training, but I'm also encountering a huge amount of anxiety and fear on the part of my colleagues. And so, you know, I've expanded my trainings to 500 person webinars. I'm doing, you know, short um, uh, presentations for free to different, different professional organizations to give them some underlying information. And, you know, that goes to the where you're feeling fear because you're knocked out of what you know. Um, getting that education, getting some information can go, the number one email I'm getting right now, besides questions about how to do online mediation is, thank you so much for giving us information. I feel so much better now. Yeah. And I, you know, what I'm encouraging people to do, at least in, in my little niche of the world and practice is, you know, do what you need to do to become familiar with whatever your new access or new approach is going to be. Don't just wing it. (laughs) <laughs> winging it is not a great no. you know, approach to anything because the mistakes will happen. And right. I think that that applies in all areas, don't you? Absolutely. I think getting information when we don't know, who do we need to talk to? What do we need to read? What do we need to study? Who do we need to learn from to be able to adapt? And having that information and then being able to take in that knowledge to learn what it is, to change a strategy, to pivot slightly or fully, um, is really important right now. And there's a ton of resources out there. And so it's really, I mean, even from simple things like with, with restaurants going to takeout, I mean, here it's like, okay, you call, you place your, you know, you place the order with the credit card, you drive up, you have your trunk open. So there's a line of cars with the trunk open and the food is put in the back by somebody that has gloves on. Great, great example of yeah. an application. And so how are we all able to change and do that? Um, it's really important. And I think I love the point about gaining the information and the knowledge to be able to do that. Well, and putting, and I love your example of the cars pulling up with the trunks open, because think about that. Somebody sat down and thought about the process here. How are we going to safely effectuate delivering food to keep my restaurant in business or to keep my food service company in business? And how can we still safely provide meals to, to companies. So somebody thought that all through. And that's the same thing that I'm finding with, you know, my mediators. I'm like, let's think about what you would do in a mediation in person right. and then figure out how you're going to do it in the online medium. And by the way, that's what I train people to do. So yeah. I'm going to help you. But that's mm-hmm. what I mean, right? Those are the those are the things. Now, we're, I, I want to hit on one more topic because I, I think it's something that people are feeling right now. So a lot of people are feeling loss right now um, and suffering through that feeling of loss. I mean, it can be anything from you and I were speaking. I was supposed to be on a much anticipated vacation right now. You were on one that had to end shortly. We have, I just was talking to my niece who's about to graduate from the University of Michigan. They've canceled commencement. So she has worked so hard and now will not have that moment in her life. Um 
you know, people who were going to go to conferences or go to family reunions or have weddings, mm-hmm. weddings are getting canceled or changed in format. I mean, there's there's a lot of loss of things that people truly were counting on or looking forward to, loss of employment, loss, you know, so much. Yeah. What tips can you give people for dealing with loss right now? Yeah, I think that's a great point and something that we absolutely have to acknowledge. And it's different for each one of us. The loss could be small. It could be monumental. It could be temporary. It could be all life altering. And so I think it's important to grieve that and to spend some time being sad or frustrated or angry or whatever it is, because that's a real human emotion. And then emptying that emotion out and being able to return to like more of a neutral state and infusing some hope into that to realize that you look back at your whole life and you faced a variety of disappointments and losses. Each and every one of us have, but guess what? We're still here today. So it shows that we are resilient and we do have this ability to rise back up may take some of us longer. It may be hard, but we have that within us and we're here to help each other. So when we look at grieving that loss, and then also we turn our face to the hope of what's possible. And we infuse that feeling of courage and all that we've been through. And that's brought us to this point now. And what could we look to that's next? Where is that hope? Will the trip be rescheduled at some point? Will the wedding take an amazingly different twist or turn that wouldn't have happened in a normal world? And will it provide a moment that you'll forever remember? Where is the silver lining, small, medium, or large in that? And how do we find that? Where's the gift in this? Um, And I know there's those folks out there that are probably listening, thinking that's such a Pollyanna approach. Or that's, I mean, you don't know what I'm going through personally. I'm devastated or I've lost a family business or whatever that is. And I feel for you. We all have experienced heartbreak and loss in our life and it's all different. And the thing with struggle, it's not a comparison, right, Susan? I mean, struggle is an individual thing and it's real and it's not a competition. So I honor that struggle in everyone who's listening um, because I've been in a variety of places myself before too. But I think we're then faced with a choice. We can sit and stay in the struggle or we can shift our focus to the hope and the possibility and the gratitude of that which we do have and how to take the next right step. And that's a variety of things. It could be reaching out to someone for help. It could be creating a new business. It could be going back to something that we lost touch with. Um, There's a variety of possibilities there, but I honor the struggle. I recognize that it's real. But I think it's important to, to do two things, to grieve that and to feel that, and then to, to fix our sights on the hope and the possibility of what does this make possible? What could come out of this? Yeah, and that that goes back to challenges create opportunities, and and we, I, I like that you say you know grieve it. We you owe you owe yourself that, yeah. um, you deserve it. It, it you know loss has grief to it, but then for yourself, 
you know, to be able to pivot and, and find the opportunities in your challenges. Um, well, that's a, a wonderful note, I hope, to end this on. I do want to be sure that listeners can reach out to you because you're not, this is a divorce podcast, but Shannon, you help people in all different you know, phases and and with different challenges in their lives, find their opportunities and their coping skills. So how can people get in touch with you? Sure. So my website is lovestrengthandgrace.com. And you can see my email on there. You can read more about my story. You can book actually a free strategy call with me there. Um, so you could get to know me a little bit better. And I could see if we would be a good fit to, you know, help you with your circumstance and help you move forward and deal with some of the things that you're faced with. Um, so again, that's lovestrengthandgrace.com. And that's, I'll put your contact information in the show notes, as I always do. I had mentioned earlier that you have a great article coming out on Thrive Global. Is that published yet? No, not yet. When will it be coming out? So I haven't heard back on that date yet, um, but I will provide a link on on my website. Okay. And when it does go live, I'll ask Shannon to let me know and I will put a link in the show notes as well. Um, It's a great article. She she favored me with an advanced copy. So I encourage you to go take a look. So Shannon, thank you again for creating the idea of this this podcast episode, for being willing to share your love, strength and grace with my listeners. And uh, I, I, I wish you and your family the best through this and to all my listeners. But thank you. Thank you, Susan, and all the best to you and yours as well. And thanks for all the light and energy and amazing talent that you bring to the world. Oh, thank you. Thank you for joining me today on the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I hope you found some information and inspiration to help you on this journey. Please join me every Monday at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for a new episode. And if you like the show, please take the time to subscribe and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. You can also find more information on the website at divorceandbeyondpod.com where you'll find links to the YouTube channel, transcripts of the episodes, and other bonus content. So I'll see you next week to help you move through your divorce and beyond. Thank you.